All right. Welcome back to another recording of Elevate Your Brand. I am Chris Anderson, your host. And today we are going to be diving in to the topic of unhustling. So you might be wearing a lot of hats right now as you're bootstrapping your business and trying to figure it all out. Family, nine to five, entrepreneur journey, and it might just seem really overwhelming and you don't know how to balance it on. So today we're going to we're gonna remedy a lot of that, hopefully, uh, through our conversation with our guest, uh, Milena um, Regos. She is on the show. She is a world-renowned coach, entrepreneur, um, businesswoman who has been presented and featured in many different platforms, NPR, CNN Business, Wisdom 2.0, uh, and many others. Entrepreneur created Unhustle, a new way of living. And we're going to talk about her live, work, play design and how we can you know, find a little bit more balance in our lives with everything we have going on. Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. Milena, thank you so much for being on Elevate Your Brand today. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. And and so many people are trying to, you know, build something on the side while they're, you know, going to work, you know, doing the nine to five job plus having a family. And so I'm um, excited to dive into just uh, your journey, what you uh, have learned along the way and what you share with others. But, you know, first kind of what got you to start on Hustle? What got me to start on Hustle is exactly trying to figure out as an entrepreneur, how do I do it all without sacrificing everything else, without sacrificing my marriage and my family and my health? And uh, how do I build a sustainable success without giving up my life, really? Because I wanted to still have a life and still do what I want to do with which is what I love doing, but it just wasn't sustainable. It was absolutely not sustainable. And I had to figure out a different way of going about it. And that's what led to Unhustle. Yeah, I think it's so true. And you hear, or we've heard, at least I did when I started, you have to sacrifice everything and you have to go on, which I think to an extent you do. But I think if you can learn kind of like with what, with what you teach and how you share I think there is some some harmony that we can get um, and still be able to go all in with our our entrepreneurial venture, but still not sacrifice, you know, our family and our well-being. Um, with you, when you started on Hustle, did you notice or do you remember any specific obstacles that you came across that you had to overcome as you're building this successful uh, venture? Yeah, great question, Chris. So obstacles. So, all right, let's let's define hustling a little bit just mm. for purposes here of understanding what we're dealing with. So this hustle culture, right? This whole hustle and grind mentality, which we hear about in the media and business leaders and and all these people saying you have to work, work really hard, you have to struggle, grind, you know, war, tears, forcing. All of this is ingrained in us. It has been ingrained in us for years. So we have that going on, especially in the entrepreneurial world. That's very, very prominent. You know, unless you're burning the midnight oil, you ain't going to make it. And then we have the internal hustle and pressure that we all put on ourselves. And that could be an entrepreneur. It could be even somebody in corporate that is like, 
okay, we're gonna, I want to, I'm ambitious. I want to achieve. I get that high I get from achievement. It feels good. I love what I'm doing. You know, I'm in it. It's amazing. So there are two different forces. One's the external, one's the internal. The internal one is hard to overcome. So hard. And so to your question, what's the biggest obstacle? That's the internal one. Because even if you <laughs> you separate yourself from the environment, you're still going to have the internal voice. It's still going to be mm -hmm. the internal hustle that is pushing you to wake up and open your computer first thing in the morning. It's pushing you to, you know, still ch be checking emails on the weekends. It's pushing you to be always on your phone to do one more thing, to fit one more meeting, to get one more deal in, right? Because, I mean, it feels good, right? It's, it's a high. Yeah. Um, it, it puts you in, in, in the zone. So that's a hard thing to overcome. But knowing that stepping away from it and knowing the when to do the right activity in the right time can make you even more impactful, more productive, mm. more creative is the way to do that, especially for yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I can attest to that because that internal voice of just go, go, go is something, you know, I, I still have to, you know, keep myself in check with because I just, you know, I find it fun, but I can definitely go too hard for too long and, you know, overstretch your body. So you, you know, you get sick or you just get worn down or whatever it is. So you have to, again, have these balances in place that Alina is talking about. And like with that, what are some, you mentioned you have to kind of have no, you know, how to, how to do that. So where can people start? when they're realizing that internal voice and, and to, to build those good habits? I think you just nailed it. I think realizing that internal voice, it comes starts with self-awareness, right? It, it, it's having the awareness. Where is this pressure coming from? Um, I mean, you can push it. I mean, not to sound too woo-woo, but even, there's even such things as human design, mm. which is based on a combination of, you know, astrology and and all these other external forces in the universe that would determine whether you have this genetically or not. So some people are perfectly happy, you know, sitting on the couch watching TV. And by the way, when I talk about unhustling, that's not what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> we, right. Let's not confuse unhustling with laziness and apathy. Mm. Unhustling is more about using harmony and balance and flow to get to the things you want to get so that things become effortless and easy and harmonious instead of constantly working with the energy of forcing and struggling and sacrificing. So, um, again, not to sound too woo-woo about it, I don't know if you're familiar with woo-way, um, which is kind of the effortless way of achieving things without necessarily pushing and forcing things. Um, it's more about being able to downregulate your stress, your nervous system, being aware of your emotions, being able to to um, jump back, you know, with resiliency, understanding that time off is actually beneficial for your creativity and productivity and understanding the science behind it. So back to your question, where do people start? The first thing people can do is, is being more in tuned, having that awareness. And that starts with actually having a little bit of time off, you know, having a little bit of quiet time, whether that's on a five minutes each day. I mean, we are so um, 
conditioned and pre-programmed to be constantly doing something. So even five minutes, you don't even have to meditate. Just having five minutes in the morning to yourself, whether that's you know a little bit of journaling or just sitting with your coffee, just having that little bit of silence mm. and check in with yourself. You know, you can kind of step back and look at the big picture. You can, you can, you know, figure out what are your priorities for the day. Are you feeding everything that's important for you in your day? I have this on hustle morning rituals that I've incorporated in my days. And they're just simple practices that everybody can customize for their own days so that you can elevate your, your energy and you can start your day feeling good with a little bit of space, being able to breathe so that you can put your head down, do your sprints and get a lot of work done in less time, which is the science behind flow state, which is what one of the things on Hustle taps into. Yeah. And I, it's so true. Like getting in that flow state and just being really productive is, is so crucial. So I'm curious. Okay. So have you ever heard of Alex Hormozy by chance? No, I don't think okay. so. So he's just, he's just a, a creator on social media, um, helps businesses grow. But so his one thing and, and why I asked that is his thing is he gets up first thing in the morning, he'll have a cup of coffee, but then he'll go straight into work. Uh, mm-hmm. And that'll be the first thing he does. So is that cup of coffee, making that cup of coffee and taking it to your desk, is that enough to get and have the unhustle mentality and getting into work right away? Is that okay? Is it depend on the person? Or- it's totally okay. Totally okay. I mean, depending on the person, but it's totally okay. You have a, a creative period, you know, mm-hmm. you're still in that kind of brainwave, the right brainwave for creativity. I I, I think that's totally okay. Um, and spending, you know, 60 to 90 minutes first thing when you wake up is great. And then having that break to do your exercise and do whatever you want to do. That being said, I think it's so, everybody's different. You know, Mm -hmm. you could be a morning person, evening person. You may need the exercise or you may need to kind of meditate before you get to work. It just depends on what's going on. And so I'm not one for routines. I'm more one for fluidity in your Mm. day. And using your mind, checking in with your mind, with your body, with like, wh- how are you feeling? Are you, do you need a hardcore workout or do you just need to sit on the couch and meditate? Mm, but having that, that space, you know, yeah. whether it's your space in the morning to create and have that first session of creativity out of the way before things get jumbo mumbo, whether it's um, listening to what your mind and body needs, I think it's giving yourself the freedom and the permission mm-hmm. to to go to your day with, with more ease and, and being in tune with your own biorhythms. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's great because, and I asked that just for that kind of hopeful response, because when I started, like I was hearing everyone say, okay, you need to do in the morning, work out, meditate, <laughs> read, do all this. And then, then, you know, get into work. And, and I started listening to Alex and he's like, yeah, I get up, I get my coffee, I go straight to my desk and I work and I work until, he said he gets to like 4.30, between 4 and 6 every day, just whenever he wakes up, gets his coffee, goes, works. And he works until noon. And then he'll take a couple hours for calls. And then the rest of the day is he'll work out. He'll spend time with friends and family. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, So I just had a one-year-old, or he just turned one. And I was like, if I tried to frame my mornings like I used to with everything, uh, meditate, work out in the morning, by the time I'm done with that, he's probably about to wake up. And then I lose then. And then it's just back and forth with him and then working where I've, I just got straight up and worked. Then he woke up and when he napped, I could do other little things. 
like being able to, I guess, shift that is what I'm meaning. And it doesn't have to be structured, structured. Like you said, it is such a, I can't, a relief, I think for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just follow so many trends and what other people (laughs) say we should be doing. And, you know, we need to stop doing that. We need to listen to our own biorhythms, our own family situations, and just being easier on ourselves. And that Mm -hmm. comes down to like this, compassion and love and, and self-acceptance, you know, you, in, uh, why would you compare your situation to somebody else's situation? You know, what works yeah. for you may not work for me. So yeah, give yourself the, the freedom and the flexibility to, to do what you need to do when you need to do it. Again, it comes mm-hmm. down to the right, right activity, right at the right time. So wh- why are we so strict to ourselves? We're mm-hmm. adding all this pressure and stress on ourselves because we think we need to fit in some, some mold, and model. I mean, I started yesterday morning. I started with learning how to wing foil behind the boat, and then it was ten o'clock, and I was going, "Okay, maybe it's time to get to work," you know. <laughs> but it just depends on the priorities for that day. Would I do this mm-hmm. every morning? No, right. So just being being able to um, fit in some kind of self care and well being practices in your busy day and your family time, yeah. and still do the work you want to do. That's yeah, I think it kind of reminds me of like the Bruce Lee quote where he says like, be like water, you know, be That's able exactly to flow the and meander and, mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that because uh, water can do so much when it can flow like that. And I think if we can do that with our days and, you know, find what fits our schedule and our lifestyle best, but still giving adequate time to what needs to be done to grow our businesses or our, our dreams and goals and things, I think that. Yeah, I think it, like you said, it kind of frees up that less strictness and less kind of weight on us to do things perfect or like everyone else. Yeah, and this is exactly kind of the lost art of true relaxation when you can, mm. when you can really relax. But we're so stressed out and burned out and <laughs> and go 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 all the time mm-hmm. that we've lost that ability. And when I say true relaxation, that that again, that doesn't mean sitting on the couch watching Netflix, right? That means being able to relax your mind, relax your body to a point where then you can get into that flow state. Because if you're in a flow state, you can be 500 times more productive than if you're not in a flow state. But we don't allow ourselves to even get there. So that first session that he's talking about in the morning, super creative. I I do my most creative, wonderful work first thing in the morning before I look at emails, social media, any of it. And, And after that, I just do a little bit of work with you know with some breaks in between but um you, we gotta give ourselves the freedom and the permission to do that yeah and i think it yeah once you can do that i think it changes so much um and it, like what you've been saying a lot is listen to your body like listen to your mind like what's it telling you and it, it's so spot on too because like i've gotten better at doing that uh, along my journey um and being able to tell when I call it being overstimulated and I, I might be using the right word. I might not, but like just so many things going on all at once. You know, we have animals in the house. We have now a baby and, you know, then business and people call on and like getting to the point where it's like, okay, I, now I know I, I'm listening to my body. I need to just, when I get a second, just go take a walk outside, leave everything inside and just kind of unplug from everything and just, just be basically and 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 being able to and that was a huge step for me is is hearing myself hey you're real strung strung out here man you're getting all 
wound up, you need to take a break and just take a second. Otherwise, you're just going to keep going down that that spiral of just overstimulated negativity. Yeah, exactly. And so force comes from the head, right? Forcing it mm. comes from the mind, comes from the head. Inner strength, pure inner strength and energy comes from your lower belly. So, yeah, when you go outside and you get out in nature and you can kind of clear your mind and don't bring your phone with you or listen to podcasts, listen to more information that's just – just a lot of, we were processing so much information mm -hmm. that we just don't have time to hear our own thoughts, right? And so, and then you get completely anxious and there's so much to do and, and you don't even have the ability to prioritize. But in reality, you can probably cut out, I'm not talking about cutting out your family or your dogs or your, you know, your baby all your life. <laughs> but when it comes to work, as entrepreneurs, we wear so many different hats and we think we have to do it all. And we get bogged down with a lot of things. In reality, we could give somebody else to do or delegate or, you know, outsource or don't even do. And we mm -hmm. and that won't even um, make a dent on our bottom yeah. line, right? But having that ability to step back and say, okay, what's really important? What's the, actual, uh, the absolute work that I have to do that no one else can do and not get bogged down in the weeds so you can build a business and talking about life work play by design. This is how you start to build um, a framework around the life you want to live, the business you want to run that gives you joy and fulfillment and purpose and provides for your lifestyle. And when we're talking about playtime, that component in there is so important to understand for people that the right leisure activity can actually help you mentally detach from work. And a lot of us mm -hmm. are missing that. Yeah. So how do we go about finding that? Yeah, so to give you an example, you know, I came down to when I was really hustling, burnout entrepreneur, I came down to, I went to Baja California, and I decided to learn to kiteboard. And prior to that, I was doing yoga and I was meditating and I was doing all these things, but I was always in my head, always thinking about work, even though you're not supposed to think about work, <laughs> right. you're meditating, but you know, that takes years of experience. Uh -huh. So you know, I thought I was meditating, but still thinking about work. <laughs> but when I came down to learn to kiteboard, all of a sudden I have this activity that requires 100% of my focus. You know, mm. I have to be fully there, fully focused. And so think, and th this is also um, a flow state thing outside of working. So things that can put you in a flow state, things like surfing and mountain biking and skiing and wing falling, kite surfing, they don't always have to be challenging. It could be something like gardening and playing chess, reading a book. They're activities that fully engage your attention so that you forget about work and you can come back refreshed and rejuvenated. That's a key, key missing ingredient that we're, especially entrepreneurs, we're missing. So we go from working to, oh, I'm going to hit the gym and I'm going to work out because I know it's good for me and I want to you know, take care of my health. But you're on the treadmill listening to a podcast or thinking <laughs> about your next project. Yep. That is not exactly, I know I've been there. That yep. is not helping. That's not helping because you're still at work. So even if you're saying, mm. oh, I'm only putting in 10 hours of work. No, you're putting in no. you know, 18 hours of work and sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night still thinking about work. So it's probably <laughs> even more than that. Yep. Right. So you need to find things to do that a are the opposite of what you're doing at work. So if you're doing something that's very analytical, you want to do something more creative. You know, I'm like I'm learning to play the ukulele right now. I don't have a year for music, but it's fun. It's doing something completely different, um, and it just feels so good to not think about work all the time. Yeah. 
So that's that last component in life work okay. play by design. So you can build that high flow living and working and flow drives more flow. So you can move from one activity to the other where you're fully present. You know, you can call it mindfulness. You can call, mm. it, call it being fully present, but you're not distracted. We, we spend 47% of our time um, in our minds being distracted, which lowers your well-being. 47% of our time we're in our minds constantly thinking, ruminating, thinking about yep. things, you know, we're not fully present. And so that's the idea behind how can you bring more awareness and more presence in your days so that you can increase your well-being, be there when, when you, when you, when it's your time off, you can be fully there with your family, with, with the fun things that you want to do. And then when you're at work, you can still be fully focused and fully there and get your work done and get out to play. Yeah, no, 100% agree with you on that. Do you see like the landscape of the nine to five or business ownership, the structure of all that changing at all in the future with, you know, totally. you it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. For a few reasons. A, the pandemic changed a lot of things. Now, mm -hmm. I went uh, working remotely years before the pandemic, but people right. realized that. Um, they really value their flexibility and, and autonomy and uh, they're happier when they have more mm -hmm. flexibility, especially for, you know, young parents, like you want to be able to, to be there for your family and then you don't mind doing some work later on with the ability to do things remotely. Everything is possible these days, right? Well, not for yeah. everybody, but for the people that it is possible. And then two, people are different and have different biorhythms. So I don't know if you're familiar with chronotypes. Mm -hmm. But basically, you know, you could be an, an evening person or you can be a morning person. Right? Your friend who gets up in the morning, grabs a cup of coffee and gets to work, is obviously a morning person. Some people have that same productivity and creativity in the evening. So why would we not allow the full potential of people be there for our work when in reality it will elevate the performance of the business if we yeah. allow for more flexibility and autonomy? So. I know there is there is um, a little bit of um, pushback, especially from some for some from some business owners. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the way of the future is now, and the way of the future is that people want to have their freedom and autonomy, and they still want to produce. They still want to be a valuable employee. But currently, only about eighteen percent of employees are engaged with work, which is mm. really sad. We need to yeah. reverse these statistics, right? And so, how, so if you want to hire top talent. Then, then allowing people the flexibility and autonomy and the freedom to do the work they want to do when they can do it and holding them to output instead of to number of hours or, yeah. or when these hours are, right? I mean, I had to do this years, years ago, especially because <laughs> I had a young team on my end and um, I was finding it too as a business owner. I was finding it, but, but people would go, but I'm the most productive at 2 a.m. in the morning. And I had yeah, to give in and just test it out. Just test it so, out. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the cool I think yeah, I think we're heading to really neat opportunity in, in business, in corporate America, in corporate in the world. You know, I think you know, I think of Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. Uh, could that be something that like even even here in the States, like could we get to like a four day work week? Like I don't know, just the, the landscape. It'll be interesting to see all the changes that do come forth. Cause if we can, if we can get in, you know, to say to your job, if you have a nine to five and 
um, you go in and you work for four straight hours and just work and then you're done. Like how much time you'd have outside of that for your family or hobbies. Think how much happier people could be. Well, look, so the four day work week, that's already in action, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of, I mean, whole countries are going on yeah. for their work week, showing that productivity remains the same or increases, well-being increases, work-life balance is better, people are happier. Yeah. Um, the ideal, um, I, I want to say it's Denmark, one of the happiest countries in the world, they're on a 38-hour work week. And even cutting off just an hour or two off of a 40-hour work week can increase happiness and, and engagement and performance by a lot. Mm. So the studies are there. Companies that are experimenting it with it are saying, this is great. Very few are going back to a five-day. It allows the business to increase performance. It allows people to increase their well-being and health and happiness and mental health and all these things that we're in crisis at the moment. So, yeah, we're really stuck in, in an outdated way of thinking, and that's why I'm trying with Hustle to inspire people to rebel to live and work well because what we are doing is A, not sustainable and B, not smart. And so the way of the future really is to, to say it's doable. We saw it's doable with the pandemic. So now it's a question of let's not go back to an outdated way of, of working and living. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think hopefully we'll see more of the hybrid model, you know, where We'd like you to come in, you know, maybe one day a week or, or two days a week for meetings and things like that to still have that face-to-face -face connection and everything. But, you know, yeah, it just get your stuff done. Basically, yeah, this is what we need done. Get it done as fast as you can get it done as it, to the highest ability. And, you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes you or how, how low amount of hours you work on it. As long as it's to our standards, it could take you three hours and you got done and you're going to be a lot happier and you could even do you know, more for us. So yeah, I think it's going to be a, an interesting shift for sure as we continue to, to grow in that area. Yeah. I mean, there's a study that shows we are productive for about three hours out of the, out of the day and the rest of the time is spent with emails and shuffling mm -hmm. paperwork and, and not, and kind of busy work. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to, again, priorities and that deep focus work without distractions. We're just really bad at distractions. We, we get interrupted every 11 minutes out of the day and then it takes you like 23 minutes to get back into what you were doing. So we're constantly behind and yeah. it's that flow state we're, we're seeking, right? So you can do that deep, deep, creative, productive work, but office environments I think are great for idea generations, for the relationship buildings, for, um, for having some meetings in person. And I think they're horrible for actually working because people interrupt each other and there's constantly ping pong of, of interruptions going back and forth. So to your point, hybrid is a great setup. I don't know how that's done necessarily in the business world with office space, but um, that's going to be the way of the future for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lena, this has been a great episode. I've really appreciated you being on here, sharing all this. What would you like to leave the audience with, you know, going out before you share where they can find you? Yeah, sure. I'm working on my book. I'm really excited. I want right. to get some beta beta readers in it. So if you want to start learning the philosophy of Unhustle, I'd love to get um, some people to get through the book before everybody else so they can grab this um, or join me at unhustle.com forward slash book um, and they'll get a, a first edition of the Unhustle book. So that's kind of awesome. exciting for me. 
Yeah. Um, I also have a podcast, which is the Unhustle podcast, so they can tune into that. In terms of helping people out with that life work play design framework, I have a free interactive exercise on my website um, that will take them through a process. It takes about 10 minutes. And if you know if you can dedicate 10 minutes of your life to design your ideal kind of life work and play balance, then you can do this. It's right on the homepage at unhustle.com. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll have all those links in the show notes below. Guys, definitely make sure you get connected with Melina and, and, and everything she's putting out there to help you unhustle and, and just find that balance and harmony in your life. And so, again, Melina, thanks so much for being on Elevate Your Brand today. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. 